0: Finally, another episode after a year and three months. So consistent. Yeah. It does not take us that long. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so hi, everyone. I'm Hannah. And today, Tanya is not here. (laughs) Instead, Milad is
1: here. I'm sorry to disappoint, but I'll be here today. Um, This is Milad. Hello, everyone.
0: (laughs) So today, we're going to talk about hair very uh, broad topic but um, basically I asked Milana to talk about hair because we're both we've both always been told that we have really nice hair but then we both like cut it all off at the same time and I realized it made sense to to talk about it because I feel like we have a lot to say um, yes anyway so I, I wanted to start with reading a poem that I read like a couple years ago because a professor from the new school that I had a really good class with posted it on Instagram. And it was like, I have always like changed my hair a lot and like knew I liked experimenting with it, but I never really thought about it like further than that. It was just like, oh, I just like changing my hair. But then once I read this poem, it was kind of like it pushed me into thinking deeper about it. So I'm just gonna start with reading that. Um, so it's called Self-Portrait with Sylvia Plath's Braid by Diane Seuss. Some women make a pilgrimage to visit it in the Indiana library, charged to keep it safe. I didn't drive to it, I dreamed it, the thick braid roped over my hands, heavier than lead. My own hair was long for years, then I became obsessed with chopping it off, and I did, clear up to my ears. If hair is beauty, then I am no longer beautiful. Sylvia was beautiful, wasn't she? and like all of us didn't she wield her beauty like a weapon and then she married and laid it down and when she was betrayed and took it up it was a word weapon a poem sword in the dream I fasten her braid to my own hair at my nape I walk outside with it through the world of men swinging it behind me like a tail so now we can kind of start so I kind of just like wanted to maybe start with just talking about like our own like relationships with ha- our hair, or like hair more broadly, mm-hmm. and how that may like may have changed or not um, throughout our lives, and like yeah, like where we are today <laughs> with that as well. So if you if you want to start yeah. or like introduce yourself as well, and, and then kind of start. So
1: uh, my name is Milad uh, Ahmadi, and I'm a I'm an artist. And sometimes fashion designer. (laughs) Um, Anyway, back to the point of hair, Um, I feel like I literally categorize my life periods like through what kind of hair I had. Same. Um, Because it's always like a big part of my identity. And at the same time, for like the longest time when I was younger, I used to like hate my hair. Mm. I hated that I had curly hair. Um, I always wanted to have straight hair. But now in hindsight, I realized that's because I was never allowed to like, s- have it look the way I wanted it to because, um, you know, I was born in Iran, and then we grew up in Dubai together. And um, this our school required boys yeah. to keep their hair short and whatever. And, at that time, I really despised having short hair because I was being told that I have, have to have mm-hmm. short hair. and I don't like rules. So <laughs> that really like bothered me like a lot,
0: I think um like what you said of like thinking of or like almost like making a timeline based on your hair, I like do the same where I like if I'm trying to remember what year something happened, i'll like remember what my hair looked like at that point and then like figure out what year it was a lot of the time because i like especially once we graduated school it like changed a lot because it was like i finally could do whatever i wanted with it although even like while we were in school so i had like for anyone who is for some reason doesn't know what i look like right now which i don't think is the case (laughs) but anyway right now i have like a buzz cut and like dark brown hair right but for years when we were in school, I had like really long blonde hair, which I don't think anybody would associate with me currently. Um, and I like I remember, like, since I was really little, always wanting to dye my hair blue. And like I had this thing in my head that once I would graduate school, I would dye my hair blue. And even like in between, I would get like random like blue extensions in the summer and then take it off before school. Um, even though like bleaching it wasn't allowed technically by our school but like it was the most I could do. Um,
1: I remember.
0: Yeah (laughs) and and so I did like as soon as we graduated I dyed my hair blue purple and pink Um, and since then I kind of just like kept changing it Um, but yeah so I think like it's true that, that I guess I guess for context also like we grew up in, in Dubai together right went to that school then we both went to, to New York together and I think maybe for both of us that was kind of like a big jump in the sense that we went from like being really restricted with what we could do with our hair and like our appearance more like generally um, and I, like yeah. almost like really overwhelming like it was like oh I can do whatever now but I don't know like what to do which yeah. it's like it can make you end up making like bad decisions also with what you're doing with it but like, i think that's really interesting because we were it was like the first time you could really like experiment with however we looked in that way
1: mm-hmm. and i'm and i'm really really glad that we even have that opportunity and that, yeah i don't know well one have the opportunity but also to choosing the path that we're currently on as well because it could have been any other path but um definitely like I remember after school after um, high school mm-hmm. all I wanted to do was that my hair be as long as possible I was just like this is my chance I'm just gonna let it grow like no one can stop me and You know, when I look back, I'm like, that kind of wasn't cute.
0: Like, as it was
1: growing, I'm like, this didn't particularly, like, look good. But to me, it did at that time because it was, like, all I wanted. And it was, like, the epitome of freedom for me. Yeah. Um, And then much later on, kind of at the same time where we both cut our hair, again, that felt like freedom because for once I was choosing to cut my hair short, but on my own. Mm And that was, like, reclaiming and uh, very fine.
0: Yeah. 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 I think, like, obviously hair is, like, has so many different, like, cultural significance in, in, like, different places. But I think especially maybe in terms of, like, uh, gender and, like, the way that hair works with that and, like, how you're supposed, like, what kind of experimentation with your hair is acceptable based on like your gender um, can be like very limiting. And then also knowing like whether the change, like whatever you're doing with your hair is something that you're doing because you actually want to or because you feel like that's what you're supposed to be doing. And I think like for me, for example, like having like a long blonde hair for many years Partially it was just like, oh, I, I want to experiment and like, I want to do it. But I think it was also like, oh, this will make me be like pretty. And that's like what mm-hmm. I'm supposed to be. And like, then you're getting like compliments on it. And I was like, oh, OK, like it's working. So I, I'm supposed right. to like, and I think um, like even so the first time I cut my hair, like really short, like got a pixie cut. um. Mm-hmm. I was really scared not because I didn't think I would like it but because I had this like fear of I'm going to be ugly and like like how other people would perceive me because I think especially because the way that I dress and stuff is not like very feminine it would be be, like too much um and then and I, I like looking back after I grew it out that like the first time I cut it short I think part of it was not necessarily because I wanted to grow it out but because it felt like too overwhelming that I was maybe being perceived in a certain way that I wasn't ready to be perceived as yet um and I think yeah I just think like there's that idea of like having to be like feminine or masculine having to like be beautiful or whatever like fit into to the like. This role that has been kind of assigned to us, that can be really like scary, and because you don't know like how much you can actually experiment.
1: One hundred percent. Also, like one thing that's always very like just interesting to observe is um, how other people react to you, mm-hmm. friends or strangers, even like because I'm, I've, I've noticed that, like, with every different, like, look, it's, people really do treat me differently,
0: yeah.
1: um, because they view me differently, and the most, um, well, like, like, when I had my longer hair, it did make me feel very powerful, I must say, it was, like, I felt like I didn't need an introduction. I just kind of would like walk into a to a space, and I took up space, and I yeah. did enjoy that. Like, you know, I just knew that I, I like expected people to say, "I love your hair." It was like just yeah, a yeah. given. At some point, point. it was point. kind of like the thing where,
0: like, oh my like the guy with the curly hair. That was exactly. Like, I
1: and while it did make me feel like you know, it gives you the ego boost that you like, uh, but at the same time a little bit later on. I mean, I had my long hair for a while. And at some point I began to question myself. And I mean, genetically speaking, a lot of the men in my family lose their hair later on. And the more I thought about that, the more it was like starting to freak me out. And I was like, oh my God, like what if I start losing my hair soon? And then what, am I gonna lose my identity as Milad? Like, are people gonna like me the same way? and so, because that like scared me so much, I almost just wanted to like kind of dig at it and like try it out before it actually yeah. might happen. Mm-hmm. So I, I think part of that was like I still wanted to convince, like, believe that I still would be the same person, yeah, even, even without my hair, and that I my worth was still unaffected by like the length of my hair, and that was the case like Mm -hmm. but at the same time the responses were were very different whether like from in a dating perspective or just like generally and fitting into like gender like when Mm -hmm. I had my long hair I constantly was called like miss and ma'am and like yeah no one really knew what I was yeah um At the same time, that was like the most me because I really am just like somewhere in between that. So I wasn't particularly mad at being homeless or whatever. Um, and then and when I did cut my hair, there were so many different factors. Like one of them was that, and then another thing was like, I do want to see um. If I would be more desirable in a different way if I had short hair, like if I was viewed as more like traditionally attractive mm-hmm. um, and then once I did cut my hair and now I now it's shorter, I feel like I've kind of lost a bit of myself that I had when I had longer hair,
0: yeah,
1: while I gave else it's really
0: yeah I it's don't know,
1: not- it's an trade off,
0: yeah. Yeah, no, I feel that would like um I guess so I mean first of all the thing about like being mistaken for a gender or, like people treating you differently is like very interesting cuz I remember the first time I cut my hair really short and I was still in New York and like I realized one night I was I had like a class that ended at like 9:40 p.m. and I was walking back home and like normally Walking back, like at that time in New York in the winter when it's dark, and I had like a 30 minute walk back home, I would be a bit more like, okay, I need to be like cautious about who's walking behind me. But this was like after a few months of having short hair. And I realized at one point, like while I was walking, I was like, wait, I'm like not scared right now about walking home. And I realized it was because like literally everyone thought I was a man. Because of my height, the way that I dress, my hair—it was just like people would call me sir all the time, and it felt like really like safe. Obviously, it's not the same because at the end of the day, I'm not. So like, whenever people would find out, like, it could be even worse. But yeah, but it was like the there was like a weird feeling of like realizing like wait right now like I just because of the way that I look in this moment, I'm like free of a lot of like other things um like that wasn't the reason that i want to short hair necessarily like that like safety feeling um mm-hmm. but it was interesting to see how that like can like such a small change can like so drastically affect how you yeah people and like how you exist in relation to people um because i like even if if like i think even if we're like making a decision because like with hair because we're saying it's like our decision for ourselves at the end it's like never really separate from how you're like perceived. By people like it can't ever yeah, yeah. be just because of you i think um Probably. and yeah and it was really interesting also like topics that people would bring up suddenly when they were talking to me that i like didn't get like the month before <laughs> like I noticed a lot more people asking randomly, like my pronouns, or <laughs> I, I, or like I told yeah. the girl I was moving to Barcelona, and like her first, and I had already mentioned this before when my hair was longer, but then I mentioned it again, and she was like, "Oh, gay marriage legal in Barcelona?" And I was so confused because I was like, "Why is this being asked now?" And like, I don't know. It's interesting also because like obviously, your like the hair doesn't really. I mean, if some if a a person who presents like femininely has long hair or whatever it doesn't necessarily mean that their pronouns are what you think they are yeah but it's like an assumption that people make and is like really interesting when suddenly your like conversations with people are like so different just based on like a small change that you made to your appearance true yeah
1: that is yeah everything you said also the safety thing like really uh resonated with me because I've had like when I had my longer hair um oh my god another thing before I forget just yeah. also how it affects my the way I dress but I'll get to that yes that's true <laughs> so when I had my longer hair Thank you, New York. Um, I would also, like, there was a there would be man, like, opening doors for me. And they'd be like, like, ma'am. So, and in that moment, I was like, okay, thank you. But at the same time, I was like, I'm low-key, like, scared. Like, if they find out, is that going to be an... You
0: know? Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, even though you didn't ask for them to open the door for you. But, like, it was still just, like, interesting. I feel like the day I cut off my hair I went to my closet and I was like this just doesn't feel right like I would put clothes on and and they felt like costumes
0: yeah
1: which the same clothes i had been wearing for years and they things I had picked out for myself now when I put them on I was like "Ooh, this just doesn't it's not working yeah and I think it was a very distinct shift that like is noticeable
0: yeah from I, an
1: outside
0: yeah i definitely felt that like the first time i cut my hair short as well i remember i like went to like change and i did not know what to wear because suddenly i was like nothing like fits this and i had to like yeah. like i had to like figure out how to like make different outfits with what i had but, like i had never worn before because it just like it didn't make sense and then i felt the same way mm-hmm. now, when like in September I like cut my hair short again after having grown it out and again I was like I don't know what to wear and then I got the buzz cut and that was interesting because for some reason having the like buzz cut felt more neutral and so I felt like I could wear more in a weird way like like because right before I got the buzz cut I had it short but it was like more masculine I guess in the sense like the sides were a bit shorter than the top and it felt like kind of like okay this is not really what i want like it's a bit (laughs) it's like i can't hear hear the the beeping the new york York street sounds it's like right in the distance but anyway yeah so i remember like having like a crisis one day (laughs) right before i got the buzz cuts because i was like so uncomfortable in in how i like looked that day and i didn't leave my house until like really late in the afternoon because I couldn't figure out what to wear that didn't make me feel like really uncomfortable in myself. Mm -hmm. And I like, as soon as like that day, I was just like, that's it, I need to like shave my head. (laughs) It was like this thing that I had wanted to do for so long because I felt like it would be really like freeing and partially because of that like poem that I read at the beginning about like hair being tied to beauty and I was like I, I just like don't want anything to do with like an attempt to be beautiful anymore. I just yeah. like neutral kind of like I don't know body or whatever. So and like once I made that point like I was nervous in a way because I was like I know this is gonna be a bit it's gonna be a bit more difficult for people to be like I love how this looks on you because many people would not like it. And I know especially like because I was working at this like art gallery at that time and I was really worried that it would somehow affect like it would somehow not look professional enough even though I knew if a man had a buzz cut like many do it would never be like a question really if it looks professional or not but it felt like in my like for me it felt like maybe this is too much um but then I got it and it was suddenly like oh I could wear like anything right now and not really feel that uncomfortable in a weird way it felt more neutral than having just like shorter hair
1: I love that oh it's so it's so it feels so validating to hear someone else talk about an experience that is so like that you've lived yeah um did you also feel like a shift in your energy like did you feel more or less feminine or masculine like with your different hairstyles because i definitely um did I yeah i like, feel
0: like slightly yeah um i mean definitely with the longer hair i definitely felt like more Feminine, just because it like, is more feminine, um, and because I, I wouldn't necessarily say the way I dress is like masculine. It's just like more neutral, maybe. So the having like longer hair just made me seem more more feminine. But then, then when I cut it like short and it was kind of like a more like masculine haircut, I felt like I had to, in a way, dress like dress in a way that like went with it um and it didn't necessarily also feel right and now like now i feel like it's more like ambiguous and that feels more like comfortable in the sense where like i guess in the sense where like because for me i have maybe days where i feel like i want to feel a bit more feminine today or i don't want to feel feminine at all today and so I feel like I can play with that more now, and where that, like it doesn't feel so like constricted to okay, this is what I am, and this is like how my energy kind of has to be all the time. Yeah, one hundred
1: percent. It's just. I don't know. I mean, I feel like literally living as a performance, especially if, when you're in public space. Like yeah. when you're out of your own room and your own privacy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah.
1: I don't know. Other than dressing, I genuinely just felt a lot more feminine when I had my long hair. Mm-hmm. But at, at the same time, I'm like not entirely sure if that did have something to do with the fact that that is associated more with femininity. Yeah. So, so consciously, maybe I was playing into that role. I I it's like confusing even for the person. Like yeah. I don't really. Fully I think it's
0: know. it's hard to tell because like I, like I was reading something about how like during covid like the first lockdown a lot of people had like gender crises because it was the first time when they were locked in just with themselves and without like an outside world sort of like telling them what they're being read as and what they're like supposed to perform as and so like if there's no one to perform for and it's like just you then you're like Actually, kind of forced to think of what makes you feel comfortable and like what you like feel like is yourself, and then that can be like scary when suddenly you've had all these months to like maybe think about it and then you're going back out and have to see how people perceive you like I think it's impossible to separate necessarily how much of like what we feel our identity is or things like that or based really on ourselves or on like how we're read by people. Yeah. So this other thing that I was thinking about um, is like hair in childhood. Cause you said that you didn't like your hair because it was curly. And was that, do you think like just because, I mean, I don't say just as like in a way to minimize it, but like just because, of the fact that you weren't able to like style it in a certain way or was there like something about like the actual like curliness of it? Like something about what you associated with being like nice hair?
1: Thinking back, I definitely associated nice hair with straight hair mm-hmm. because like the woman in my family have curly hair and a lot of the times they do wear it curly but I remember when I was younger, a lot of the time if we wanted to go out or whatever they would like blow dry it and straight so like naturally it was like this is the average state of curly and then to make it more refined you're gonna straighten it and then you're gonna go present yourself yeah um so that was one thing at the same time even when i was a kid a lot of people would like tell my mom like oh like I would be compared to, like, a girl a lot of the time, Mm. Um, or, you know, like, relatives would be, like, telling my mom, like, oh, you're, like, lucky, it's, like, God gave you a son and a daughter, like, at the same time. Wow. (laughs) And I don't know, like, I heard a lot of, like, comments like that, and obviously, I am who I am, and they weren't lying, (laughs) Uh, like, (laughs) there was truth to it, but... I at the time, didn't want that to be the yeah, yeah. I was like, even as a child. I mean, I remember there was once like a play in my kindergarten when I had to be like the sun. I just my role was to be the sun. Yeah. And in Farsi, like in Persian mythology or whatever, like the sun is a woman. It's like lady sun.
0: Okay, wait. You meant sun as in the? I know. Like literally,
1: the sun, oh, okay. and the yeah. star.
0: Okay.
1: Um. And I just had to like put on this costume and I was like crying before the purple. Cause I was like, I don't want to be the sun. Like I'm not a girl. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Just because of it. And that's another thing. Like it gets into this whole other conversation about sexism and how much from an early age, I was so deathly afraid of being compared to a girl because of the yeah. negative connotations of women being blessed and, or like, yeah terrible like why would a five-year-old yeah be
0: thinking about this I mean I definitely felt that as well in the sense that like I tried to be really like boyish and I I still like I I think for a long time I thought it was just because you like constantly hear like boys are cooler and so I was like trying to be cooler and that definitely had to part with it but I think Looking back, maybe there were like other things there where I just like felt more comfortable expressing myself in that way. Um, but yeah, it's like interesting to think also like of like I don't know things that you're taught from childhood and how that can like delay your ability to even like know what you actually feel comfortable with and like comfortable in. And I was telling you yesterday when we briefly spoke about this about how i've been thinking a lot about halloween Mm -hmm. and because i like realized that for me like while most other girls for halloween were either like witches or princesses or something i always wanted to be a skeleton like for the first couple of years of, of my childhood i was always a skeleton in this like costume that used to be my, my brothers and I would wear this like mask. So I was, just, I was literally just like a little like skeleton body as a child and, and this like mask that like, covered everything. And then eventually like I that didn't fit anymore. And I like would think like Halloween was the most exciting day of the year for me. And I didn't realize until like this past year that I think it was just cause it was like one day where you could be like literally anything and nobody would really like question it yeah um and i remember like in sixth grade so I was 11. oh my god new york <laughs> so I was 11. and um and so i bought like i bought this wig like a black short wig um and i decided to be herman munster which is from the 60s tv show called the monsters Obviously, no other eleven-year-old knew I was Herman Munster, and everyone thought I was like the zombie or whatever from Frankenstein. Uh, not zombie, but whatever Frankenstein. And <laughs> and I was like, no, I'm Herman Munster. But anyway, um, so I like I worked so hard on my makeup, on like putting the wig on properly, and I remember being so excited because I like went trick or treating with Alia, and. <laughs> Everyone asked me if I was her brother. And then, and then, and. you love have, it? Yeah. And then, and I was just like, oh, that's so funny. I wonder why they would think that. And like, but making sure to tell everyone, they thought I was a boy. Like, I would bring it up all the time for no reason. And then the following year, again, I was like some like zombie doctor. I don't know what I was. I had like a doctor's coat, but my face was like, I was dead I don't know and I wore the same wig again and like I wore this wig multiple times and that year I was again asked if I was (laughs) was a brother and then I was also Mm -hmm. when I said no they're like oh sorry you her mom that was like a different anyway that was funny but um but again I was just like telling everyone they thought I was a boy (laughs) I think it wasn't necessarily like that I don't know I think it's like not so like Clear, like oh, that means that that's what you want. But I think it was just like freedom from like being read in a specific way. Like it was like I today I can like be whoever I want to be, and nobody will like question it in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was like very like, freeing. And I think for yeah, and I think I don't know, like for a long time whatever i would do with my hair because i was always told like your hair so pretty it's so like silky so straight whatever and so it felt kind of like okay i'm supposed to keep it this way or like grow it longer and i'm supposed to do these things but then there was always like i always felt there's like something i don't like about this but i couldn't figure out that that's what it was because I was always being told it was, like, really nice, so I was like, okay, can't be this, because this is nice. Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 totally, um, I mean, obviously, this, there's a lot of, like, gender talk here, right, like, gender expression and all of that, and I know we both love looking at childhood photos, <laughs> it's
0: yeah. probably, like,
1: one of favorite things to do ever in life um and and the reason for that is because it's it's you there's just it's like recorded history yeah and like facts about yourself yeah and especially up to the age of like five or like when I was in right before kindergarten or like in kindergarten but like I'm still mostly at home and yeah I don't like I haven't been socialized yet yeah um and there's such a clear shift in the way I mean I used to love dressing up and putting things on myself and I would wear my mom's clothes and her child she had kept a lot of her childhood clothes in this like closet and I would like go in there and I would like pick things up and I would style them and I put like I'd wear her bra and I would like put oranges in it and like (laughs) put on a headscarf and put on makeup and there's photos of me which the reason I love talking about this and sharing childhood photos also is to kind of, it's to like disrupt this myth that like, this gen, this crazy like gender um debacle is like a like a new- modern thing yeah, yeah. and like the Western thing and it's like yeah. people are being brainwashed into like forgetting who they are and yeah blah blah blah. And it's the gay agenda. But really, you know, it's like when you have these hard facts and these images of yourself, you're like, actually, this is who I've always been. Yeah. And I was disconnected from this person that I am for so many years. And finally, I have the freedom and uh, the knowledge to yeah. begin to go back to that childhood self. Yeah. And when you do, it feels so rewarding. And everything really comes full circle. Yeah, and it's just my favorite thing to, like, reflect on. I feel like every time I look back at my childhood, there's so much to learn.
0: Yeah. And I think, like, even if... Like, that doesn't necessarily mean that then, like, once you find that, like, self that you have to stay there. Like, I think, like, so much is... Like maybe right now, I feel really comfortable with like a buzz cut, and then I get tired of it, and I'm like, no, actually yeah. this is what it is anymore. And I think that's also like there's a lot of like fear of like changing and of then suddenly people being like perceiving you in a different way or like being confused by like you um and that itself can be like really scary like it can kind of like stop you sometimes from from doing things um and then i was also i was also thinking when you said the thing of like people thinking this is new i was remembering because like obviously hair has like in different societies has like had i mean there's been different like hairstyles for different like roles in, in society or things like that i was thinking i was watching this video a few months ago about the history of the fringe and it was talking about like how actually for many years having a fringe was like a men's haircut but it was specifically for monks like franciscan monks who had this haircut and it was like a religious haircut that only these people in this position could have and so the women who cut their fringe it was seen as like a transgression like they were going against the like gender kind of uh, mm-hmm. and that it was a sign it was something like i read something or it said something like having a fringe was a sign that a woman was going to like do some immoral act um mm. so it's interesting even then because now obviously you think of the fringe and it's mostly women you'll you would think of a yeah. woman yeah. as a fringe but like I think even that like it's always going to be changing and so it's like mm-hmm. strange to think that we're like in a moment or it's like oh you're a girl you have to have long hair or if you have short hair it has to be like this and you're a guy and your hair has to be like this um and we're all of that like a few years ago was completely different and like none of it like, yeah or static uh, or or the same across different cultures yeah
1: that also reminds me um sometimes when i my, when my hair did get a little bit longer when I was younger, um, people would be like, oh, my God, you're such a girl, like, you look like a girl, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, in school, it was just ridiculous. Yeah. And I remember one thing that was, like, my comeback was um, that, like, well, at that time, religion was, like, really, like, it was something I was kind of obsessed with, like, biblical stories and prophets yeah. and things like that. And obviously, they're always like like Jesus is depicted with long, like curly yeah. hair, and so that was like always. When I would be like, "Well, like the prophets had long hair." Like that's true. I mean, knowing how much people respected religion and things like that, that was kind of like how I would terminate that comment. And yeah, I mean, it did work a lot of the time. Yeah, but it's just it was annoying that I even had to like do that. Like
0: yeah yeah I th- it's I th- something th- yeah
1: like if there's so much meaning to
0: it, it's funny that like for me as soon as I cut it people are always like so are you gonna grow it back and mm-hmm. that's always the first question like it's an expectation that it's just like of course you're okay. gonna grow it back because yeah. you're not a boy <laughs> that kind of thing Yeah. or like asking like but why would you cut it and it's like not enough to be like I just wanted to like there has to be some like deep explanation which I could give like I can be like oh I want to disconnect we are giving right now but like it doesn't require that because at the end it's just like I just wanted to see how I felt but where I think like with like for example for women I think there's this thing like I was speaking to my mom about it because she said one of my cousins asked her why I, I shaved my head and then I was like, "But why is that a question even?" And um, my mom was saying something like, "How so many like women like do all these treatments to have their hair like be healthier or like grow their hair after like, for example, my my sister had a baby right, and that like caused a lot of hair loss, and so she was like, she was struggling with that, which makes sense as well, obviously, and uh, bought like these." Uh, like vitamins and stuff to have her hair grow back and so something how like so many women like feel like they need this to like feel like themselves like they need to have healthy hair and like all of that and then I who like have always been told that I have really nice hair and have never like had issues with the hair, my hair just like I just go and shave it off um and so that like it's interesting to think in a way that like instead of it being seen like everybody is doing what they feel like they need to do to like affirm themselves instead it's like you're what you're doing doesn't affirm me so why are you doing it like that's kind of the the response um and yeah i think like at the end because i've also recently like there's an essay that i read that is more related to like disability but it was about like how we have to embrace ugliness and that the like I, even that idea of beauty is like founded on excluding certain types of people and like historically it's always been like uh racialized people disabled people queer people like all of these identities and so like why do we even want to I'm like reclaim that when it will never be like a term that is like helpful for everyone like it will always be excluding someone and I think like when I read that I was like okay it feels like there's something like more there I think than I don't know it was interesting to, to read about
1: it's very interesting <laughs> I don't even have the words to like. I think. Uh... Yeah, I mean, that's something that I feel like you need to just like think about <laughs> for a long time.
0: Yeah, because obviously, like, we're all told that, like, that, like, yeah. beauty is like the ultimate thing that we all have yeah. to suffer for. And why are we attracted to the people that
1: we're attracted to? Like, is it related to some. Do we associate certain things with power? Do we associate certain things with class and. Yeah, rank like, why? What? Yeah. What? Well, how are these wired? Do you just find someone attractive, or is there is there time... a plethora of reasons behind yeah. it?
0: Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, I think that like it's impossible for your like any thing that you feel is just like natural to you yeah. to actually be like completely removed from. Like Mm -hmm. all the this like structures that we're living in. Right. Yeah.
1: And considering that we're no longer in the age of like survival of the fit, like we're not hunter-gatherers anymore. you don't need to have certain features anymore to be like a a reliable partner or like to whatever. Yet we still carry those like things within us. So have we just not just not like evolved enough to get to that point where we like overlook appearance and that is still playing a role in how we decide
0: yeah
1: about things to go i don't know
0: yeah yeah i think it's just like too much is based on like what is supposedly natural to like survive or like to to make the human species continue existing yeah um instead of like thinking of like how even like natural things have evolved like everything is constantly evolving yeah oh i i did want to say that with hair we could have gone and talked about like uh other things related to like culture and race and stuff but i feel like it's maybe too much (laughs) that is important um, but it's like maybe a whole other conversation and i personally maybe have not had that many experiences with it and feel fit to talk about that but where it is like obviously there's like so many discussions on like race and what we mentioned with like professionalism obviously people most affected by the worry of not being of being told they don't look professional or black women, um, you know, there's yeah. like so much involved with that, um, and like on the topic of like shaving heads, a lot of like, um, I mean, even like the people who were enslaved were often shaved their like they had their heads shaved so that they wouldn't be able to root like back their 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 history where they came from their like position so like there's obviously a lot about hair which Mm -hmm. is really interesting um and yeah i think like it's just like a topic that seems so like mundane frivolous yeah it's kind of like oh hair but actually historically and culturally there's like so much like and this is just head
1: you're talking about we haven't started
0: Yeah, body Body hair hair, is like a whole other thing, which I like. And facial hair. Yeah. Or
1: maybe we should bring
0: it. So I was actually thinking this morning when I was in the shower and I was shaving my legs. (laughs) And I knew that we were going to talk about this today. I was thinking about why do I shave my legs? (laughs) And I was thinking like how there like there's always when talk about these things and like women and shaving body hair and like feminism it seems like it's very like black or white like you're either doing this because you feel the social like pressure to conform to this thing or you like grow it out because you have moved past that and you're like a real feminist kind of thing um and I was thinking like for example, with, like, leg hair. For a long time, I was, like, I don't know, like, actually, if I'm doing this because I want to or because I feel like I have to because I've never, like, not done it. But then I I know that, like, when there has been moments where it's, like, winter or something and I don't, like, shave it as frequently, I know that, like, I actually enjoy the feeling of, like, having smooth legs like it feels like really like this thing that i like to do and like i like the feeling of it but then on the other side then i was thinking about our failure and that's when i was like i actually don't know and there is like i think like there is obviously like this like pressure um even though now we'll see more like ads or like models or whatever who have body hair it's still yeah. not actually that like acceptable and it will still be looked at as like you're not hygienic you're like you're a feminist <laughs> like, in that yeah. um, but and i think like there's a then a lot of pressure put on to people where it's like oh you're just conforming and you're not like doing enough and I think and then, like, it's not that simple because at the end we're still like living in like we we still have to go out and like interact with people, and it's one thing to like I don't know like I'm thinking of for example how like for me, sure I've got comments on like having a shaved head that are not like the nicest, but overall, it's not that bad like. I haven't been like oppressed (laughs) because of it yeah partially because i am in barcelona and like maybe uh the way that i might dress or things like that aren't um i don't know like it it helps Mm -hmm. Uh, maybe i'm like red still in a way that it's just like a fashion thing you know like it's like oh you just that's just your style, rather than like, oh, you're this like weird person who like you know like, they're obviously the surface, I, yeah, like how obviously, it's yeah. I still have like certain privileges in that sense, where like it's not as bad as how maybe another person with like a different body type or things like that might be read uh if they go out looking how i look now so i think like even with that like may like maybe if i were back in dubai i wouldn't feel that comfortable shaving my head because i feel like i need to like do what i need to do to like feel safe in a way and i don't necessarily mean safe like um someone's gonna attack me but safe and like emotionally safe yeah. you don't like it can be very vulnerable to go against what people expect yeah. from you and so i think you know like, judgment like yeah knowing that there's gonna be yeah. judgment so i think like with like a body hair thing it can be complicated because you know for sure there will be judgment and not everyone maybe feels ready to experiment that with that or have the like freedom to do that or the emotional like capacity to deal with um whatever they might deal with in response to not shaving or whatever um so yeah I, I just think like it's obviously it can be like very easy to like you should be like you should experiment and do whatever and figure out what feels good for you but it can also be like really scary um yeah you can face a lot like in response to that,
1: yeah, and I love that, like, um there's that book, Woman with beards mm. with, what is it? women with mustaches and men without beards, something like that. something it's like about that. Um, uh, yeah, men and women in like Persia during the Khad- the Hajar dynasty when, you know, I mean, when you look at paintings and everything, it was, I mean, the men and the women are very seamlessly kind of blended and they all have very similar features. And even in photographs, like the princesses and the the highest ranking Mm women, look very masculine. And the standard of beauty is so drastically different to what it is today. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was just at the, I think, kind of the beginning of when Eurocentric standards were, you know, beginning to be infused into the culture and, like, in dress and uh, just, like, in court, like, the way, like, the Russian tutu was, like, introduced as, like, uh, what women would wear in the harems and whatever. I don't know. It was slowly trickling in. and it's just so drastic to what it is now, and you know, I mean, Persians are known for our unibrows and like a lot of hair naturally. Yeah. So it's kind of sad for me to see how to see how it's kind of going extinct, like the unibrow. Mm-hmm. Um, although I do hope that it like comes back in and and it's like kind of normalized because yeah. I do see more in people kind of embracing their unibrows. It was something that I had to, like, relearn to do. Mm-hmm. I never thought about it much um, until I was, I think, like, seventh or eighth grade. And then, like, well, one, all it took was one comment mm-hmm. about my brow, and that shifted my world. And I immediately went home, and I sneaked into my, like, mom's bathroom, and I found a pair of tweezers. And I... Yeah. Tried to like pluck my unibrow as seamlessly as I could, so somehow it just disappeared overnight and it didn't look like it was plucked. Or I would do it gradually, like one day I would take out, and the the next day, yeah, so no one ever noticed. Yeah, and for a a long time, I just didn't have a unibrow. And then when I came back into college, one day I was like, I mean, I started, you know, I I was about to pluck them, and I was like, Should I just try and like grow out again? And I did, and that really like became such a great, amazing way for me to like embrace myself. And it was one of the biggest like stepping stones for me, I think. Mm -hmm. Like we said, it's like conversations about hair just sound so frivolous and like it's hair, like whatever, but really when you consciously like try to tackle whatever insecurity it is that you have or yeah mm. the things that you're told that aren't ideal um yeah when it finally like grew out I was like I love this like I feel so me I feel like it adds something it doesn't take away yeah um the narrative flipped in my head about yeah why does it have to be a bad thing I love it It like it's unique yeah. like, yeah i don't know i just wish that people were able to really embrace the ugly parts because they're not ugly yeah all all it requires a different lens and a different perspective
0: yeah and i
1: view the same thing not just with hair but like other things that make us ugly like blemishes and scars and mm-hmm. just whatever i mean it, it's hard not to think that way yeah but when you do try yourself to kind of like this is kind of this is like the metaphor i like to think in the way that when you travel you collect like stamps on your password and it shows this like path that you've been on all the places you've journeyed and yeah it's really the same thing with scars and you know if you have a new scar it's like it's a new stamp it's like that happened and yeah that's part of your experience that's part of this body that you were given and yeah it's but this body has been through all of these different things, and those things those things add to your body. They don't take yeah. away. Why do we think of them as taking away from us when they're extra like flavor? And <laughs> it, it, like, it's like it's not a bad thing. Yeah.
0: No. Yeah. And and like thinking about that, like while I was thinking about hair and stuff, because I was obviously like also thinking about the body, because they're obviously it's like part of it. Um, and then I was, like, thinking of, like, two different things. One was, like, tattoos, and the other one was just, like, my, the, like, medical devices that I use for my diabetes. And for and as far as, like, the medical devices, I remember, like, for many years knowing having this would probably help me, but I don't want to be ugly. Like, I don't want to have these things attached to my body and be, like, that's, like, mm-hmm. the, the girl that has this, like, machine attached to her and, like, it's ugly. And I still have like moments where I look at it, and I'm just like, you know, maybe I'm gonna wear like a sleeveless t-shirt, but then mm. it feels like today I just don't want to deal with people looking at it and I, I'll wear something else. But I think there was that mo- this moment where I was like clearly the things that we're considering ugly are again, as I said before, like things that go outside of sort of the ideal thin, white, able-bodied, like heterosexis, gender, heterosexual like person, right? So like if pe like if people are seeing this and thinking that it is ugly, then I want them to see it, kind of in a way. Like they need to have to deal with the fact that this is a type of body that exists. Yeah. Um, and I think that there was that like moment where i was like okay actually why am i making my life more difficult just because i am like scared of somebody seeing me and being like disgusted or thinking it's it's ugly or unattractive um and then like with tattoos as well like i like sometimes think like maybe the reason that it like is nice to get them is this, it's kind of a way of like controlling what your body looks like but in a way that's not necessarily like harmful like not the same as dieting and like starving yourself but it's just like okay this is my body I have a temporary amount of time with it why not like do things with it like why is there this like fear of looking unprofessional or ugly or regretting something that you're like doing with it when you only have like a limited amount of time to like yeah like take every potential that your body has and like try something
1: your your point about tattoos reminded me last night i went to a drag show and um at the end of her performance the drag queen was uh kind of having a very like heartfelt wholesome like a monologue where she was talking about her own like body image issues, and she talked about how there was a certain like part of her body that she didn't like, and so she went and got a tattoo that she really liked on that part mm-hmm. of the body, which then you know kind of flipped her mindset into thinking that you know now that this part is like a beautiful canvas with art on it, like yeah. And I loved hearing that. I was like, that is such a powerful thing to do yeah it's almost like uh, take I don't know it's like a gorgeous mural on some wall in an alley that's been left unloved and
0: yeah
1: unattended and now you paint this beautiful picture on it and yeah. you can appreciate it and other people can appreciate it and if it gives you confidence and if it makes you feel better for, about yourself then absolutely like who's to say that that is not right yeah um also we are just I feel like a lot of the conversations we're even having and us having the desire and the power to tackle these mm-hmm. relies so much on where we are located like yeah geopolitically because um I mean I have a cousin in Iran right now that just cut her hair short it's not even a bus cut it's just just like a Shorter. short haircut and you know, when I talk to her, she is very rightfully frustrated that everywhere she goes, there's incessant questions about her hair and her sexuality and, and obviously in a very derogatory yeah. and, and uh, yeah. that way, which I'm like, yeah, would I be questioning all of this if I were somewhere else? Maybe I would be questioning it, but would I be daring to do anything different? Yeah. Um, maybe, but also maybe not.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think, definitely. And I think
1: that's part of why I want to push it so much because I'm like, we have this relative privilege.
0: Yeah.
1: And if someone's going to make fun of someone that looks like me, fun of this, a person that has my features and my, yeah a similar path as I do I'd rather them make fun of me yeah from a distance and for for them to slowly be more exposed to it through me and others me um so that maybe by the 10th person that they see it's it's a little bit more normal and they can begin to maybe shift their perspective
0: yeah yeah and i think yeah all that like that obviously are, like where we are has allowed us to be more free to experiment with things um but then also i want to make a point that because i, I like worry sometimes that then people <laughs> will use that as like a yeah uh muslim bad (laughs) kind of right um so also to say that like a lot of like the whole category of womanhood was like and like this gender binary was constructed by like european colonialism and all. yes let's not forget (laughs) let's not forget colonialism is the problem yes (laughs) and so like right now at the current moment we have that opportunity because of where we are but that at the end of the day like we like every other form of like I mean what what i trying to say like in history um all those like things have changed and in the present where we are now is maybe where we can experiment with that but that might have been different before and that like I don't know. That's why I think it's like interesting to have these conversations and like think of also the like the way all these like structures are constantly changing. And that's like because of a lot of like political and social like change uh that is often like violent, but um yeah that like it's something maybe like we have to kind of like tackle everywhere in like yeah, solidarity with each other
1: yeah totally yeah i mean it's definitely important to keep in mind that there's people like me and you like all over yeah the middle east and everywhere else that is not the like the western yeah. hemisphere yeah um but when there's like legislation that yeah. is um just yeah. overtly against our existence yeah, yeah, that's what makes it hard to be expressive obviously yeah, but not to say that we don't exist like yeah. we obviously exist yeah no, and no. yeah if we're giving the opportunity to, opportunity to we will shine just as bright as anyone else yeah yeah
0: cool any finishing thoughts <laughs>
1: Finishing thoughts. After you.
0: (laughs) My finishing thought is everyone should shave their head at one point in their life. Yeah, not me though. (laughs) Anyone who knows me knows they should never ask me about whether they should cut their hair because I will be the most drastic. But obviously I'm joking. You don't have to shave your head if you don't want to. I just mean think about whether... (laughs) You are whether you want to shave your head. I think about, or it's interesting to think about whether the decisions that we're making with ourselves are really what we want. And if you're not sure, then try something else. And if you hate it, it literally will grow back, or you can dye it. Whatever. It that is. is.
1: That's true. Take risks. Live
0: on the edge of hair. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is like shampoo. <laughs>
1: My and- biggest risk being throwing out my hair and then cutting it
0: back. <laughs> <laughs> but that exactly you tried it. And then you know it actually yeah. stopped for me. And that uh stop asking people why they do things with their hair. <laughs> that's my other finishing thought. Just let them do it. And if you don't like it, that's your problem.
1: Especially if it's coming out of a place of judgment, which mm-hmm. a lot of the times it is. Usually so, yeah. check yourself. <laughs> um and thank you for listening to us talk about hair for an hour
0: <laughs> yes hope you enjoyed it let us know <laughs> also all right uh, in previous ones we made like a playlist of songs that like kind of went this will we'll do that again and it will be shared okay, okay. I'm informing you now my lads <laughs> sorry until next time (laughs) bye thank you
1: thank you